Hi, and welcome to episode 102 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, anywhere I can find a recipe. We'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. Okay, Kate, let's jump in. This week's recipes were a savory bacon and cheese Dutch baby pancake from the Spruce Eats, tomato omelet bisanchila by Shweta in the Kitchen, and quinoa pancakes from King Arthur Flour. So Betsy, breakfast for dinner is one of my favorite comfort meals. Who doesn't love a black breakfast for dinner? And pancakes are right up there in terms of comfort foods in general. So for me, why not combine the two? Why not both, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the fun thing about this episode is that only one of them is what I think of as like a traditional like breakfast for dinner pancake, like a sweeter version that you'd have syrup on top. The other two are really savory. One has cheese and bacon. The other has tomato and some savory spices. Yeah, I like that these could be used for dinner or even kind of flexibly for a breakfast brunch idea. Just lots of options today in this episode, which was fun. Why don't you kick us off with our first recipe? Okay. Our first recipe this episode is savory bacon and cheese Dutch baby pancake from the Spruit Seeds. And as I mean, you know, we grew up eating Dutch pancakes, or as mom would call them, German pancakes, um, mm-hmm. but a sweet version. And mom would make them, I think, I mean, she can correct us because I'm sure she remembers this differently. I think this was probably a meal she made when she didn't really feel like cooking. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, canned peaches, canned peaches man. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, so if you haven't had one before, this pancake is mostly made in the oven where the sides puff up and around the center. You make it like an oven proof skillet kind of thing. And it's a gorgeous golden brown pancake that, like I said, is best with canned peaches. This one has a savory twist on it. It's baked with cheese and bacon, which, I mean, that's a pretty great idea. So to make it, you brown some diced bacon in a large oven-proof or cast iron skillet. Meanwhile, you make your batter in the blender, or you can whisk it up, I suppose, with three eggs, a half cup of flour, a half cup of milk, and some mustard. Gets all zipped up until it's completely, absolutely smooth. And when the bacon is done, you pull it out, wipe down the skillet, and then melt three tablespoons of butter, making sure the pan is like nice and rip hot. Pour in the batter and then sprinkle in the center with bacon and a bit of shredded fontina cheese. Pop that in a very hot oven and bake it for at least 15 minutes. You'll see the sides puff up and the center a bit too. It kind of looks like a pancake crater situation. And you just serve it in slices with parsley or chives. You're feeling fancy. And how did you like this, Betsy? So we kind of talked about this. I thought like mm. the taste was great, but mine did not uh, puff up. And I don't know if it was a pan size situation thing, but it was good. I mean, yeah. How big was your pan? So I actually used my Dutch oven on this one. Oh, so that was pretty big, I guess. Now yeah. I'm- looking back because I, you know, as you know, I've got that like glass top and yeah. Ryan's very sensitive about having cast iron on yeah, the glass he's got a thing. top. He's got a thing with that. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of oven safe 
pans, to be honest with you. It's one of my shortfalls in my collection. And so I just used my Dutch oven, and but it was not – that was too big, I think. Because it yeah. was fine, but it was like the whole thing tastes like the bottom center of what you would imagine a Dutch baby tasting like. Right, because okay. the sides are like all yeah. nice and crispy. Right, right. You just kind of you know. miss out on that side situation. Sure do. I also used to be a fan. I went back and checked the recipe, and this is for a 10-inch skillet. I have this monstrosity of a 12-inch skillet that I bought. It's like a long story, but mm-hmm. it's too big. And so I also think that I didn't have a big enough, a small enough skillet to actually have it, like, I think it just spread out. There was not enough batter to, like, push up and out. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Honestly, Betsy, James came in the kitchen, cut himself three quarters of this, and ate it. That's funny. Yeah. No one was sad. I mean, what's not to like about a pancake with cheese and bacon, to be honest. I wonder if you could like increase the batter. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like maybe I could double even the batter because there's only three eggs in this. And it was just me and the kids this week because Ryan is gone. And so it was fine for us, but I think it would not have been quite enough for all five of us if everyone was hungry. So I wonder if you could double it and then put it in the Dutch oven and then it would just be like a nice big hearty yeah. I was thinking that too. I have made Dutch babies in various proportions, and this is something that's super easily scalable. Mm, okay. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, a, it's really one of those, like, it's three to one half to one half. You know what oh. I mean? Yeah. So, like, it would be six to one to one. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try that again. I did like this. It said you could, like... um use Fontina cheese. So they had like listed Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of fancy cheeses. They were like, anything of your fridge that might be like one of these. You know what? I have cheddar in my fridge. So I'm putting cheddar in here. And I rustled around and there were two half bags of Mexican shredded cheddar, which I did not use. I found a half bag of sharp cheddar in there. Oh, okay. That's that's the one that's going to the Dutch baby. I did not buy Fontina cheese. (laughs) You know what? I could not even find Fontina cheese in my fancy Whole Foods. Like on the, there's like two Whole Foods and one's like slightly fancier than the other. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's no Fontina. And so I had to look it up online and I ended up with Havarti. Okay. Delicious. Delicious. Yes. I love a Havarti. Uh-huh. You know? Now I've got Havarti in the house. Not sad about that. Um, it was much less expensive. They also recommended Gouda, which yeah, is really crazy. easy to find. Well, yes. I think. Also, I'm like, this is a Dutch baby I'm making on, like, pancake dinner night. I'm not... Right. I get things. it. I get it. I mean, I think, like, I'm just trying to say, like, you can find Havarti and Gouda yes. pretty easily. It's not crazy in the supermarket. Maybe not knocking around your drawer. If you wanted to shop specifically for your Dutch baby dinner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You were so cranky about this cheese. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Well. (laughs) So if you were going to make this fancy, Kate, if you wanted to just go all out on this, what what would you do? Okay. So (laughs) I did. I did, you know, I used Havarti, which, you know, who knows on your fancy cheese scale where that lands for you. Yeah. But I did want to say, too, like a friend and I went out to brunch, um, which we do after spin class, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. And she got a version of a Dutch baby that was made with buckwheat flour and a sunny side sup, up sunny side up egg on top. Yeah. Mm. That was delicious. Mm-hmm. It was like crazy. Um, and then she, she had like a pile of lightly dressed greens on top. Mm-hmm. She's like, you throw on there. Yeah, that sounds like nice. Some Right? Just some kale if you wanted to. Um, I think a, a fried egg on top would be fantastic. So any of these ideas, I think it'd be super fun. 
You know, this is a four out of five. I feel like it was user error that it didn't puff and it was so delicious. I hate to like hesitate to, I'd hesitate to like knock it down a point. So anyway, what's your rating? Um, I also, for the same reasons, we'll go with a four to five. Mm. Uh, I'm sure it would work if you had the right size pan and I will try doubling it and see what happens. Yeah, same. I think, well, let's both try it and we can let y'all know in our Instagram stories. Yeah. All right. So our next recipe for today is a tomato omelet, Bisan Chila by Shweta in the Kitchen. Yeah, this is our second savory pancake of the day with this recipe from Shweta in the Kitchen. and. You know, from the little internet recipe digging I did around this pancake in general, or tomato omelet is what they're sometimes called, this is like a pretty common snack or light dinner option, even like a breakfast option. And there's actually no egg in it. It's called an omelet, but there's just no egg. It's it's bean flour, um, this graham flour mixed with spices, tomatoes, green peppers, and onions. And to make it, you mix together the graham or bison flour with spices, caraway seeds, turmeric, asafoetida, black pepper, and red pepper, like the spicy red pepper. Add in your water a half cup of time until it's pourable, and then you add in your veggies. So there's a finely chopped tomato, green pepper, and onions, um, and cilantro. I had some cilantro, threw that in there. And you kind of thin it until it's nice and pourable, and then you pour it into a skillet on medium heat and cook until it's set, and then you flip it. Just keep going with the rest of the batter. And she also has a suggestion, I think is really interesting, of making a sandwich with ketchup or green chutney. Mm-hmm. Betsy, we talked a lot about this before you made it. How did this pancake work out, work out for you? Yeah, I really, really liked these, Kate. And Ugh. I know I texted you that night and said, this is just great. I am loving this. I know. I had not made them yet, and I was super jealous. Yeah. So it ended up, I thought, uh, for mine, I she said, add the water in until you feel like it becomes pourable. And so I had about like two-thirds of a cup kind of stopped because I thought, oh, this looks kind of pourable. Maybe I'll just stop here. And I should have used a whole full cup because I think mine mm. were a little bit thicker than what they showed. Yeah. And I think I would have liked a thinner pancake. Uh, so that's one kind of recipe good call had on these don't like just go for the full cup like she recommends it's probably the right amount of liquid um i thought they were just i could not stop them they tasted so fresh with the the veg in there the chickpea flour felt a little bit healthier than maybe an all-purpose flour Mm -hmm. so i felt like i was getting some just like healthy goodness out of it as well and kate we talked about this i thought well no wonder people eat these every single right day of the year. I, yeah, no delicious. wonder this is super popular for yeah. millions of people. Because yes. I think you were initially a little hesitant. You were like, mm, was. I'm not sure this would be my favorite thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, let's just try it. And you're like, oh, right. I agree with these many, many people. Right. And and I don't know why. Now I'm kind of like, well, that should be a signal to me. Right. It's going to be delicious. Uh, but sometimes it just is hard on a weeknight when you're tired and you're looking at this sure. recipe. It's something you haven't made before. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have it. And it actually is not difficult to make at all. And it was super delicious. No. And I was much, much happier eating these. I was so happy I made them. So yeah. I would encourage Same. anyone to to really just go for it. If you like Indian food and you like um, these flavors, right? I, yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, my recipe notes. So I would definitely say when she says finely chop, you really want this finely chopped vegetables. 
big chunks. It's a thin pancake. Big chunks is going to be weird and too big. You know, you want it so it's like super, super finely chopped, which makes it delicious. That means the onion will cook a little bit, which is nice. Um, and then I definitely ate these with ketchup. I was mad. I had mm-hmm. forgotten to buy green chutney, but the ketchup was super good. This has, oddly, the gram flour like has this taste of egg to it, or it's a texture thing. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out what it was, but I was like, oh. Um, did you end up making a sandwich? I did not. I So I just had mine. I mean, honestly, as I was making them, I was kind of tearing half off and dipping them in the yeah. ketchup and same putting them in my mouth. Uh, that's basically how I ate these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked that it made about four good sized pancakes or so, which is like a nice small dinner. I love this. So glad I have the, ch- I, I bought graham flour. Did you end up getting just chickpea flour? I did. Cause I was at yeah. whole 365 and she says she kind of gives you a couple options and chickpea flour was one of them. And that was easy. I got Bob's red mill. And it was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you could definitely use that if you've got an Indian grocery around and you see it. It's like it was my Indian grocery store, which is not big at all. It's very tiny, little, almost bodega sized, had like two types of gram flour. Um, and gram flour is a different kind of bean. I could look it up, okay. but I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, so this is a five out of five for me. I love this. I'm going to probably make them again this weekend. Yeah. So good. Kate, five out of five for me, too. I thought this is up there with kind of healthy, delicious, comfort Mm -hmm. food that's inexpensive because that chickpea flour will last you a while. Oh, yeah. Reason is to get in the pantry. Full of veg, you know, and I think you could really do whatever vegetables you like. Yeah. Flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Okay. Last recipe of pancake crazy (laughs) pancake celebration pancake celebration that's good (laughs) uh is quinoa pancakes from king arthur flower tell us about these okay so you did text me at one point during the week and your kids were like are we ever having like pancakes that can have syrup on them yes maggie said (laughs) as i was making one of the varieties of pancakes she said no mom i'm just gonna have the normal pancakes tonight i'm gonna have the normal (laughs) ones you're making and i was like well Maggie, you're going to have to talk to Aunt Kate about that because she didn't <laughs> pick any normal pancakes this week. And right. I can only cook what Aunt Kate. <laughs> you totally threw me under the bus. So, like, this is something to take up with your Aunt Kate. If you <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get a phone call. Yeah. I'm very surprised. Um, yeah. So, I did want to include some American style pancakes in this roundup. And the quinoa makes them a little heartier, right? So, I thought, why not? These, like I said, are the traditional American-style diner-style pancakes, right? Nice and fluffy, not too sweet, perfect with butter and syrup. Um, I suppose you could, like, pivot and maybe put ham in them or something, but I feel like these are the best, like, kind of syrupy pancakes. In any case, you make them by first cooking up some quinoa, enough for one cup cooked, which I looked up, and that's about a third of a cup dry. I suppose you could just make a cup of quinoa for this, but I feel like... Maybe just like make a make some quinoa for a salad or something and save it. Yeah, you know? it's much better having that done ahead of time. Yeah. Uh-huh. hundred percent. So you just mix the dry ingredients with a quinoa, which is all-purpose flour, baking powder, cinnamon, and malted milk powder. And then you beat the wet ingredients together, which is milk, eggs, oil, vanilla extract, and a flavor extract, kind of like an you know, an almond, if you like. And you mix the wet into the dry, mix it well, and you just 
fry them on a well-oiled skillet, a couple minutes on each side. These cooked up a gorgeous brown and just a little bit nubbly with a cooked quinoa. Betsy, how did everyone like these? Okay, so both you and I could not find the malted milk. Um, no. I think, first off, I think that probably would have been great, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I didn't miss Definitely. it, but I think it probably would be delicious. I had a few that were undercooked, so oh. that sort of surprised me. So that will, I guess it's just something to watch for because they are a little bit on the like heartier, heavier side. Yeah. And I cook a lot of pancakes, so I was surprised when my kids said, oh, you know, like just, just a few, like a handful. It might have been just when huh. we were starting. We're a little bit yeah. undercooked, so be a little to wise. mindful. Word to the wise there. I thought the flavor was fantastic, and the quinoa made it seem hearty, but mm-hmm. it didn't significantly change the texture. I was really worried this would be like a mouthful of quinoa crunching, and like I don't yeah. know that this would just really not be great. And I thought, you know, you can kind of taste it. Maybe like you can t- taste the poppy seeds and poppy seed bread, like lemon poppy seed mm-hmm. bread. Like you kind of know it's there, but you don't really a little bit, but not yeah. crazy. And so. My kids loved these and oh great. I, yeah, I felt pretty good about making them too. And we had leftovers for breakfast and it was nice. just, it was easy and I loved that there was just the scoop of quinoa in there. I thought this is something I could do all the time when we're making oh, cakes. That's awesome. I think too, you know, quinoa, high protein grain, a little extra fiber in your life is never a bad thing. I definitely lean towards a smidge overcooked in the quinoa that I made for this just because I didn't want like crunchy quinoa in there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So if you go towards the side of like, I'm not going to make this quinoa a salad, but I'm going to like maybe serve it as a side dish. That's where I'd go. Yeah. I couldn't find the multi milk powder. I wonder if Ovaltine is the same thing. I have to look that up. Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe a listener would know. Um, having Ovaltine in the house isn't a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's fine. just saying. Uh, you know, I would definitely make this again when I've got some leftover quinoa, or if I make some for the week, which is something I do sometimes for lunches. You know, mm-hmm. this would be a really fun thing. And I love to freeze pancakes and then just pull a few out and put them in the toaster for a quick breakfast. Mm-hmm. So this would be a perfect one that I feel like I would also maybe it would have some staying power because of the quinoa. Um, yeah, these were really good. The flavor was fantastic. I used a little almond extract. Did you put any flavor in theirs? I did not. I uh, just used a little bit more. I amped up the vanilla a little bit more. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. I mean, King Arthur Flour does it again. I think if anyone out there is ever looking for a baking recipe, King Arthur Flour is one of the first places I start. They test the recipes like the Dickens. And their comment section is so nice. They are so nice to people mm-hmm. and helpful. So in any case, I mean, this is so solid. I've got no critique. This is a five out of five for me. This is a five out of five for me too. I thought these were easy to make. Everything was super clear. Loved the quinoa. Loved that it wasn't a crunchy mouthful of quinoa. And instead (laughs) just felt like a healthy, hearty, delicious pancake. You were a bit of a pancake skeptic this episode, but I feel like I won you over. You did. Yeah. I I went into this (laughs) thinking, huh. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wrapping it up, Betsy. I think I will. Gosh, for me, I'm torn between the quinoa pancakes and the bee cinchilla. I feel like, I don't know. 
I can't decide. Kate, I was going to say I'm making it a tie this week because I can't decide. Ah. Also, we both agreed that we're not going to let the podcast stress us out. So That's true. And we can do what we want. It's our podcast. Yeah. Tie. Tie of the week. All right. We can't make a habit out of it, but we can do it this time. Just once, just every once in a while. Okay. Mm -hmm. If any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about. And if you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Okay, Kate, before we head to the smorgasbord, a break. All right, Kate. First up in the smorgasbord today, I asked our Facebook group for some eggplant recipe recommendations because I've been getting a lot of eggplants in my Misfits Market box and Mm -hmm. people had some really great ideas. They had a lot of eggplant ideas, which was... So many. I shouldn't be surprised. The people in our Facebook group are amazing, but I was surprised how deep the well was for eggplant dishes (laughs) (laughs) of all the vegetables. I was like, oh, great. I know. Amazing. So we, I thought we could just talk about a few today because some people might want some new fresh ideas for eggplant, which, you know, fun. Why Uh, not? And if you want another great resource, one, one thing I really like about these threads once they get going is that I can go back and reference them again when Mm -hmm. I get more eggplants. I know all of the recipe ideas are all in one place in the Facebook group. So I love that we all kind of put together our little resource list there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Vivian had said that she likes to do eggplants thinly sliced on pizza because after it bakes, it's the texture and taste is almost kind of cheesy. And I loved this idea because it's more of like a thing to do rather than a recipe, which sometimes just helps you move through the veggies faster and Mm -hmm. if everything doesn't have to be made into a thing. So I loved that just general concept. Uh, we had a few people post favorite eggplant parm recipes. If you're looking for a new one of those or a reliable one of those. Love there those. Are quite a few on there, which I'm excited about because I do like an eggplant parmesan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy posted a soy glazed eggplant from Budget Bites. We yes. love Budget Bites. I love a soy glazed eggplant. I think this is going to be great. Mallory also posted an eggplant side dish from Mang Chi, who is a Korean food blogger. And who we, we also love. Who we also love. She has the most fantastic videos. And we did that dobu jorim, mm-hmm. this spicy tofu from her. And she writes awesome recipes. Excited to see that. Janice posted a great fried eggplant with tomatoes and rice. Looked wonderful. Mm. Felt kind of wintry. I liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kate, it was like an eggplant bonanza. It really was. <laughs> yes. And there were so many other recipes that listeners suggested. This is just like a handful. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there were so... I don't even have eggplant in the house, Betsy. Like, it doesn't even... It's not a season. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm not buying eggplant. Now I kind of want to buy an eggplant. So I'm excited. I think that the soy glaze one that Dorothy mentioned, the tomatoes and rice one looked really good. Love it. A little undiscovered gem. Okay, so I thought we would close today with a reminder to check out our new shop on the Dinner Sisters website. I uploaded another recipe box. We talked about these last week, but they're basically clickable PDF collections of our favorite recipes. And we described them as kind of like themed cliff notes. We take you from hundreds of recipe recommendations to around like from the two years that we've been doing this and all the recipes we've reviewed to about 30. And then we link those recipes right to the original ones so that you can kind of shortcut 
right directly to our favorites. Mm-hmm. So we put together in there, we have a busy nights recipe box, which has lots of ideas for busy nights. And then we have now a greatest hits, which we put together by season. So we've got five or six of our favorite recipes for winter, spring, summer, fall with a few desserts thrown in. I think, yeah. And I think we do try to cook fairly seasonally. I don't think we're like super farm to table, hyper local seasonal people, but we're not making strawberry recipes in the middle of February. That kind of thing. So we definitely have like heartier recipes for fall and winter, especially this kind of time of year. Um, And then as going into spring, I do know we have some strawberry things for spring and summer. So if you're looking for recipes and it's so it's nice, like if it's wintertime, we've got five or six of our absolute favorite winter recipes from the past two years of podcasting. All right, Betsy, this next week's episode is all your idea. What's coming up? Speaking of pantries, we are doing pantry staples, and it's kind of a project cooking episode, Kate. Yeah. The irony of you you spearheading this project cooking is hilarious to me. So I'm excited for us to share how all these projects went. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes, our shop with all those ebooks we're writing and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Last, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe and tell a friend. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. <laughs>